recording. We're recording live. All right, this is recording live. I am Dexter, your co-host, along with... This is Matt, the other co-host, and <laughs> this is just the two of us this time. Yeah, well, we are the core. We are the core of this podcast, I suppose. Yeah, we're we're the we're the hosts of it, and uh, with just two of us and no real theme for this one, this <laughs> should this should be an hour long. So uh, we yeah. should be able to finish this by right now. It's eight fifteen for us, so it should be able to get done by nine or nine fifteen. So this won't be a <laughs> A long stretch, because while yeah. I've said it in the past that I'm totally okay with long podcasts, let's be fair, we're still recovering from the Star Wars discussion, and <laughs> the fact that we had no topics last week, and we still went for two hours. Yeah, how long was last week? That week's? was kind of nuts. That It was about two, it was like an hour 45 or two hours. Oh yeah, gosh. it was long, and I was shocked by that, because I figured, well, we don't have a topic to discuss, we're just gonna, we're just gonna shoot from the hip. This shouldn't be too bad. And then looking down and going, oh, man, what happened? Yeah, it was an hour 44. And it was, wow. it was segue the podcast. That's yeah. I mean, we asked one question, what happened this week? And somehow it, we just went off on tangent. It was it was a good show, though. Uh, oh, very. And uh, uh, I guess like for follow up, maybe uh, I got or I tweeted out uh, just kind of a short tweet with a couple of the things we talked about. One of them happened to be, um, oh, I can't remember what it's called. The I makes, I like. I like to make stuff. I like to make stuff, guy. I I, yes. I just added tweet added Adam. I guess, I don't know how you say that. Um, and he like uh, he listened to our podcast. At him, yeah. Yeah, he listened to the podcast and he he gave us um the he just said that we can do. I can't remember now, but he said uh, he said that simple we can, wiring, simple wiring, Sim- yeah, which. I think. I mean, I think we could. I'm, I'm not saying we can't. Um, but it was. I, I still. I have no faith in me. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I, it, it was a surprise to me that he caught that tweet at all. I don't. I, I'm so used to just yeah. mentioning people in tweets and getting ignored. Um, it was. A, oh yeah, he said. He said, "Thanks for the kind words. I guarantee you could totally handle some basic electronics." There we and go. I totally disagree, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bob. I, 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 man, I can tell you what, I think I have completed his library and I have watched so many of them. Yeah. And it's like I said last time, uh, a huge thank you for actually, you know, giving us some attention. And yeah, it, it, his videos are just so wholesome. I, we talked a little bit about it, but I mm-hmm. just love the fact that um, he's also very humble in it, yeah. where he will fully say, this is not how some people do it. There's alternatives, but there is sometimes he talks about how he does get criticized for using certain tools that people in other countries can't use. And he does say the alternative to it. He's like, I can use it because it's legal. There are some tools that are illegal in some countries that uh, Mm -hmm. people can't use. And he, he explains, uh, I can use this. So I do it. Uh, If you can't have access to this, here's some alternative ways to do it. And that's just, that's very kind. Yeah, yeah. And that's interesting. There is a lovely video that I do recommend watching of a Q&A he did for like 15 minutes. And hmm. he very much explains uh, his background, yeah. uh, why he does what he does, what he did before all this. And it's it's very, very nice to listen to and just kind of hear that, hear someone discuss about how 
they had a dream to do this kind of stuff and their dream turned into a huge success out of it. Cause yeah, he's got almost 3 million subscribers and he has a lot of very good sponsorships and things. And mm-hmm. it is a very family friendly channel too. Like he has his family involved a lot and he's yeah. Like, well, it's like we talked about, he's very descriptive. He's very mm-hmm. showing mm-hmm. how to do things. And then he also gives alternatives to how to do things. Yeah. Well, and uh, I checked out uh, both of his pod his podcasts, uh, which I thought was kind of funny. He has um, a podcast that's essentially this podcast. It's just him and the other guys in his little group uh, just chatting, it seems like. I, I listened to the mm-hmm. latest one, and it was just them talking about um, playing D&D. It sounds like they were pretty I... new, new to D&D, which kind of made me want to play. I've never played. Yeah, I I have his. I have it downloaded, but I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. So I think um, I'm off the next two days. Mm-hmm. And usually, I don't listen to much music while I'm at home, but yeah. I do, do listen to a lot of podcasts, and yeah. I watch a lot of podcasts too. So mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm gonna have to give them a go. Yeah, that one's called uh, No Instructions. So that was interesting. Yes. And then he has another one. Um, I listened to it and then I deleted it. Apparently. Uh, Oh man, what's it called? He it's an interview one, and um, and the one I listened to was interesting. It was the guy who started Patreon. Uh, he's also oh. he's also in a band called Pomplamoose, which is funny because I actually knew about him from Pomplamoose. I didn't realize that he started Patreon, um, but it was just basically he wanted to he. Um, what was it? He was, he was looking at how YouTube works because uh, Pomplamoose kind of got famous for doing covers, but mostly for their uh, their, their music videos because they're very clever. Oh, okay. Um, and he's oh, just, like Weird Al Yankovic in ways? It's just like, shot like... well. There, he, uh, oh, okay. The guy went to school, I think, initially uh, or at some point for like video work, um, but then he got into music instead and he ended up with a okay. music degree. Um, but he still like does really good video. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's a very entertaining band to watch the, their, their music videos, but he was looking at YouTube and just like thinking it was a crock, how much that he was getting paid. Uh, and so, yeah, you, so YouTube's pretty rough. Yeah. And so he started Patreon basically just to allow his patrons or, you know, his fans to be able to give them money directly. And so it's, it, it's actually really interesting because, uh, the, that, that particular interview, because of just how sincere this guy is and just he's the ceo of patreon and he does not get paid by patreon uh i mean oh, yeah. i think he gets paid through patreon because of his band but all of his music mm-hmm. sounds like is from his band and that he just kind of you know guides patreon as a company as the ceo but uh it's very it's, it's an interesting listen if you're at all, i mean as a creator who might be using patreon which we are not yet i guess but no, um, we don't have one, but we know quite a few people yeah, personally yeah. that do have them. Uh, and, I mean, it's a service that I definitely endorse. Um, yeah, but, I didn't yeah. originally. I uh, yeah, you were kind of against um, it. <laughs> what was you your reason? What you were kind of against it at first? What was your reasoning for that? Uh, well, I'm trying to think. Patreon. I I don't agree with some what some people use it for, but oh. it was also <laughs> the cosplayers. Uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't cosplay. Oh, okay. I can't remember what it was about, but uh, hmm. I remember I was kind of against crowdfunding in general. I mean, I tried it myself, yeah. but I remember my first uh, interaction with it mm-hmm. was we used it for to go to a convention. Oh, yeah. And I didn't really agree with us using it that way because we were going no matter what, but it was someone who was going's idea to try it. 
And I, I mean, I was vocal back then too that I didn't really agree what with was, using it. Was that Kickstarter or Indiegogo? That was a Kickstarter, so we actually had to meet the goal, and we did. And I think our goal was, our goal was like a like hundred bucks. What was and, um? What was like the the seller? Like, what were the, what was? If people contributed, did they get anything? I don't think so. Oh wow! This was back in that, like 2012. Yeah, that was like early was... Kickstarter times. But I, yeah, I think like um, now I you don't... have to have a product. That's weird uh, that you guys and... didn't have a product. We may have. Tom had to run it himself. Yeah. And I think Tom may have given out prints or he gave out a book. Like he gave out like one of his uh, Ocean Shard books. Not like the, the graphic novel, but oh, like the little issue that he the, made. Like, the zine. Yes, I think that's what Tom did out okay. of it. That makes sense. Uh, so we did We did get something. And we did get a couple people who... Uh, uh, so we did. Um, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought for a sec. That's I got a text message. Um, we we did that, and I remember originally we were shown the reason we did it. Like we mm-hmm. gave, we were given the example, like because I didn't know anything about Kickstarter, and I think Tom was fairly new at the at, at fresh on knowing what Kickstarter was. Yeah, and it was like a band that was raising money to get a tour van, and I don't mean like a high quality one, just a kind of shitty panel van to go on tours, mm-hmm. and. I remember I watched their video. I saw their thing. They met their goal and stuff. But my reaction was, I'm going to just save the money and buy one. Yeah. And that's kind of always been my argument with some things on it. Granted, there are some things now that you just can't. Like, I tried to get my children's book uh, fully uh, funded. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, People have made figures. I know uh, Bob on... I like to make stuff. He mm-hmm. supports Kickstarters and yeah, crowdfundings yeah. for like 3D printers and things like that and tools. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, there are some things where people are, they have a very large ambitious idea and they go for it. I get that now. I yeah. guess when it first started, my reaction was just, why not just save the money? Yeah. And back then I still kind of stood by that. And I mean, I'm, that's what I'm trying to do with my children's book. I'm trying to save money to get it published and it's, yeah. it's going to happen. The, I, what I did was just a, uh, segues for a smidge mm-hmm. i have a children's book that i'm publishing i i raised a gofundme to try and get it made and to get it completely funded in every way possible and get the maximum amount of publishing i can get out of it it didn't succeed everyone who contributed i very much appreciate because i know you did mm-hmm. uh some of your family did my family did I had some friends that did it. Mm-hmm. I The thing was with me is I haven't gotten it done yet, mainly because I pretty much set an eight-month goal to get it published. And it takes a very long time to get something like this made. So I that's And a lot of people said, why didn't you use Indiegogo or Kickstarter? I'm like, because mm-hmm. those include perks. And I can't really justify perks right now because I'm just making it. Yeah. I wasn't going to make prints or anything like that. So... I know from firsthand I kind of had a, a a bad incident with it, but I I do agree with it for very large scale things. Yeah. Very small things I don't like. I've seen ones that say, "Oh, raise a hundred bucks, raise five hundred bucks," and it's like you could probably fund that by yourself. Yeah, and, and I get that. And like I'm looking at Kickstarter for like currently I have a an idea for uh, some frames for comic books, but like I want to do. I want to do it like have it manufactured by somebody else and like yes it's going to cost like a 
few grand at least. And it's just like, I don't have that kind of money to like throw around. And part of the idea behind that is like, I like, I just want some nice frames for comic books that are reasonably mm-hmm. priced, I guess. And yeah. then also if I can start that to like have products to sell like that, it, it would, it, it would then allow you and me to be able to go to, to like pay for us to go to comic cons and sit in a booth, sell those things and then go around and see what we're going to see in our like free time. Uh, mm-hmm. and so like, it was kind of like a fun excuse or it will be, I guess, a fun excuse for us to go to cons together and just be able to hang out. Um, right. but to kind of, as a means to fund that, but like, I can't get to that base level, I guess, without a Kickstarter. And so, yeah, like I'm still right now in the, whatever that's called the prototyping phase, but Oh, like planning out. Yeah. I got, I, I've had a couple pro or one prototype made. It didn't quite work. I needed to tweak it a little bit, and then mm-hmm. I ran out of my personal funding. Uh, just cause, so like I'm running the prototypes like out of my own pocket, I guess. And so like it's just right. each month I'm just kind of like trying to save up a little bit and then get a prototype made. So it's just kind of taking yeah. a while because you know I don't. No, wanna... and I I totally back understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of doing I guess a mix of what you're saying and kickstarter like and because like you from what i've heard too like you can't just have a kickstarter without a legitimate product and so i want to get to the point of having a product but but yeah um i was actually i was looking at tom i found tom's old kickstarter and it's uh it looks like if you just gave some money he gave you some stickers <laughs> oh yeah like, yeah i was trying to wonder what he did stickers and then i mean the more, more you gave the more you got so it looks like you could basically you could buy his comic um <laughs> I think he had the volume one done maybe at the time. Yes, that was why we went up there. He just had his vo- he yeah. just had his book one party so, a few months earlier. It was a bit of like a, a way to sell the co- the comic, um, but also just the lower levels were stickers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, yeah, because that was gonna that was like our first convention we were yeah. going to that year, and yeah. uh, for uh, at all I think I think that was the first con mm-hmm. was Spring Con and. Yeah, I I do know a couple people have done it. Like we have mm. some, uh, we've had, uh, we've had some friends that have done it. I think I know I know a couple people who've tried to do crowdfunding for their books and things, mm. and they they haven't worked out. Yeah. I know Lee has several times wanted to start one, but I don't think he ever has. Start. I want to uh, say he not he hasn't start. a crowdfunding for a book, or at one oh, point he Lee, wanted yeah, to build yeah. a board game. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I I told him not to do it very much. <laughs> well, he he has a series a book series that he wants to that he's been working on for twenty years, and he wanted to complete the story in a board game. Yeah, and I was very against that idea. Hmm. That's I completing a story I didn't agree as a board with what game is kind of weird. Yeah, he he had it all planned out like an idea of it, and I was very very opposed to the idea because if it's like you have ninety percent of this done, mm-hmm. don't transition the media into a board game. Do it all continuously, and then make a board game adaptation later. Yeah, that's an interesting tangent too, I guess. Because, um, what would you I'm trying to think of how to ask this question? Because so. When thinking about comic books, or even books, I guess, for that matter, and then having them made into movies, um, I've always, like, like, in my mind, I never want the same story twice. Like, I don't want to watch a movie about this book verbatim that's that's just boring to me. Because, like, the Mm -hmm. book is always going to be better. Like, very few times, like, yeah, I don't know, very few times has the movie been better than the book. Um, And... 
but at the same time, like it seems like that's all people want. But what, I guess what I would find more interesting is like uh, have the movie be a sequel or the movie be a prequel to the book or just completely different at least. I don't know. But like, so I, if it wasn't a board game, because that I agree is kind of strange, like what would you have said if Tom wanted to make like a podcast, I guess, instead of a board game as the conclusion to a story? I'd, I'd tell him it was a big mistake. You'd rather he keep it as a comic? Yes. Interesting. I think so, because you're asking people to like kind of abandon... Well, also, I think when you're doing something like that, mm-hmm. you're... I mean, if you have X amount... Like, I think Tom has four or five graphic novels. Yeah. If his book is, say, to be completed is ten graphic novels, and the last book is just a, is a, is a game... It doesn't really complete your collection of it. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, like, what if it was a podcast? It's the same problem. I th- like if you wanted to conclude it in a podcast. Yeah. Like you want to just like if Tom gave up his not gave up but stopped producing it and just gave out an outline of what uh, well, of what the story was going to conclude. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, okay, here maybe this is actually a, a real life example. Uh, so, are you you're familiar with Jet Falco, right? of yes uh, yeah uh, i know jet yeah, uh, day, day, uh man dreamers echo <laughs> jet's a local jet's a local um uh in our area and he's a very large content creator for yeah, people yeah, yeah. who don't know I mean, we you know he's got uh he's got facebook page i think he's got a website he does yep, yep. some fun 3d printing he's done some work for kind of for most of us, he's done some. He's done at least some commission or some side work for yeah. uh, some of us, or if not, a bunch of our friends. Um, yeah. So, uh, well, for one thing, too, uh, thanks to Jet because in his so he has a Patreon for his comic Dreamers Echo, uh, and he he just started a Discord channel for it. And since I'm a, a patron of his, I guess uh, I got it on the Discord, and he promoted this very podcast. He said that he's been enjoying listening, uh, and that it's uh, he he's hasn't had a, like a chance to to have geeky conversations. I'm paraphrasing; I don't really remember exactly what he said, but he did. Oh, that's nice. He, he recommended us in, in that Discord, uh, so thanks, Jet, for that. Um, thank and, you, and thank you, Jet, for having a, a nice example here too. So he has his comic dreamers echo and it's a web comic so you can head over to mm-hmm. dreamers and read it uh he's also been printing it just like our friend tom uh uh but i guess an interesting thing with his too is it's kind of modeled after uh old rpgs like just the feeling the the story feel it feels very like final fantasy i guess um, okay and so when the comic got came out in print, he also made a soundtrack that felt very Final Fantasy um, and old video gamey. Oh, which okay. is very interesting. But then now I don't know, I don't know if he just released it or not, um, or if you have to be on Patreon to get snippets of it. Um, but mm-hmm. he has a podcast that's coming out as a prequel to his his web comic. So. <gasps> So in, in this sense, you might be fine with it, I'm guessing, because it's a separate story, but it's in the same yes. universe. I, I do have um, I, I I do have kind of, I do as long as it's not uh, integral to the to yeah. the story, like you can do it outside. I'm okay. cool with that. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. had I've seen some examples that I haven't agreed with. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, eventually we're gonna like we've talked about we want to do an image comics. Uh, discussion. Yeah, like the biggest book I ever read was Walking Dead, and they did do. Uh, um, Kirkman ended up did doing some outside comics. 
Yeah, that were set in continuity. Yeah, he did about three or four of them. Some they? of them were one shots, and some and one of them was practically was to combine a graphic novel. Hmm. And there is references in the main book of yeah. some of them, but it's never something that you had to read. Oh, uh, okay. I I do remember very much. Uh, God, ten years ago, mm-hmm. Tom has a friend that was that constantly was creating something stopping creating something canceling it (laughs) and i remember he had a comic online uh on his website that was that he was doing Mm -hmm. and it kept getting delayed because while the guy had all these ideas he never drew anything he hired artists like friends and stuff to draw it and i very much remember his book got delayed very long like i think it was like over six months it got delayed okay and eventually he put a post out saying that his comic was coming back, but he was going to put a paywall behind it. Mm. And I was very against that idea because I think he had like two years worth of doing this. And then due to his artist having several issues, either didn't have internet, didn't have equipment, didn't have something. Interesting. Uh, he decided that he was going to put out like the next 10 or 15 pages behind a paywall. And it was like 20 bucks. And I was completely against the idea. Like I thought, you know, you've invested this, you've allowed people to see it. And now you're demanding payment. Granted, that's kind of how everything is nowadays. Yeah. That's just marketing really. It kind of is, but it was just, I just was so turned off by that. And, and the only person that was like praising it on his Facebook page was actually his wife mm. saying that like, oh, I'll buy one, I'll buy two. <laughs> and then it's like, that's your wife. Yeah. And I was very against that kind of, like I've always been kind of against that, but that's kind of how things have gotten to a point where yeah. everything's behind a paywall. And I've always been against that idea. Yeah, but, but I mean, that, that's, just, that's just marketing really because uh, it's it's called freemium, I suppose. Like you give something away for free and that to incentivize somebody to buy something. So... Like, you're not going to get people to just read things out of the blue without convincing them first. Or, you know, and it's easier, I guess, to convince people to read something for free than to pay for it. So you get them to like it and then pay for it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, that's how everything really works. That's how, you know, apps on our phones work. That's how, I mean, that's why we have free samples at the grocery store. It's to get you to buy something that, you know. But I, I, I see what you're saying too, because like I I'll get I'll download an app and I'll get irritated at all the ads, but I'm not gonna pay to get those ads, but it'll go away. I'll just delete the app. <laughs> um but yeah. I, I see what you're saying though. Yeah. Um uh, so yeah, I, I kind of I don't know, I guess I kind of see both sides of it, but I mm-hmm. do understand. Um but yeah, I, I I get what people like if it's a very large project. It's worth trying to get some help for it. If it's a small <laughs> project, I think maybe save up. So, well, I was just trying to think of like since we were talking about Patreon and yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. No, no, no. I oh. it's just I was like, where did this conversation start? I'm glad that you remembered. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, well, we we have talked a little bit, but I guess the one question to ask is, mm-hmm. what have you been up to this week? Oh yeah. Um. Let's see. The today, uh, in fact, I. Uh, I, I finally trimmed out some dead shrubs that have been there since we moved in. So for a year and a half or two, um, I fixed a gate and then I went to target. And so I got to wear a face mask. That was fun. 
Hey, there you go. They Target, suck. Target was kind of weird because, like, um, I, I don't know. I, I guess having never not really been to a store for, I don't know, probably a month-ish. I'm trying to think of the last time I went somewhere. It's been a while. And I didn't wear a face mask then. And really, when I was there, nobody was. Like, it just it oh, wasn't yeah. common yet, I guess, the last time I went out. Um, and... I remember I went somewhere and I had a handkerchief, handkerchief, in my pocket just in case I felt like I needed it. But it, mm-hmm. like it still wasn't. I don't think I don't feel like it was at the point where like people were doing it yet. So like since literally nobody else was, I just didn't. I guess. Uh, and so I went to Target and I just put it on and I walked in, and it was interesting because about I would say about fifty percent of the people were wearing face masks. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I felt was really interesting, I guess. I, I felt like, like okay, so I was wearing a black, like, paisley, white pa- with white paisley handkerchief, like just a very traditional one that you buy at, like, Ace Hardware probably. Yeah. Um, and I was wearing it like I was a bandit robbing the place, uh, so I'm sure I got a couple <laughs> extra, yeah. like, weird looks. <laughs> Oh, no, trust me, you haven't. Like We talked a little about this on a previous one, but since uh, it's it's common, I've yeah. seen some of the most insane things. I've seen people, one of my friends saw someone wearing like a World War II gas mask. That's funny. And I, it's it's not that. I mean, I do understand because while I have to wear them for work, yeah. I don't have to wear them all the time. I still am a little embarrassed to be wearing one. Like yeah. I still don't wear one when I have to go shopping yeah. just because I've had to wear one all day. Yeah. But I'll be the first to admit it's it's still a little embarrassing to wear one. Uh, yeah, a little bit. And I, I guess what surprised me was that like because I was expecting other people to have bandanas, I guess, just because it's something that I had laying around. So I assumed everyone else does. Um, but they're like pretty much everyone had some form of official looking like medical and not medical, but just like mask for this. Oh, the surgical masks. Well, a lot of people had surgical masks, which I actually was surprised about. Um, but like, I don't know, whatever, I don't know what you call that design that like looks like, yeah, this mask was designed and made specifically to be worn when you're sick like i think it's just called a surgical mask like that's just what they're okay but like but these are like made of cloth and they're nice and they're form-fitting it's not like the kind that you were Mm -hmm. live oh i i actually actually have a couple of those i think they're just i don't know what you would actually call them other than maybe surgical mask but i know what you mean because i did get a couple of those today too because i have i have like my my 50 pack that i got this week yeah and one of my friends my friend matt who works at one of my stores He's a manager, and he had a really nice black form-fitting one. Yeah. And I was chatting with him earlier, and then when I saw him later, I was like, where'd you get that? I, I want one of those. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's like, do you want one? He can't, he went and got me two. Oh, that was nice of him. Yeah, and it, they are just cloth that yeah. are just cut, but they are a lot nicer looking. Yeah. And I mean, talking about appearance-wise with these stupid things, <laughs> but it is kind of nice yeah. because the ones that we see normally, the surgical ones, mm-hmm. those are one-day use. Yeah. And I did a live stream this week because the masks that I've been getting fall apart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I did a live, I did a, I did a live stream this week of and me hot gluing them together. Yourself, burning yourself. Yeah. What? You were burning yourself. I was burning myself a lot. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> uh, I was discussing that. Here's the thing about those masks. You sweat in them mm. and you breathe into them. Yeah. And they smell really bad. Yeah. So that was horrible. 
you're supposed to throw them away after one use, but for the repeated ones, wash them. Or I was saying in my live stream, invest in gum or mints. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially if you're a coffee drinker. Oh gosh. Yeah. I, uh, it was right? funny too. Cause mine, I hadn't, I don't think I'd washed it since the last time I wore it. Uh, and I think I was doing like yard work. So it smelled like grass clippings. it's like yeah i should wash this (laughs) yeah Um, but it was interesting because like i I guess just the the people that were wearing them well and it's funny too because some people were just wearing dust masks for like you know doing i know whatever i know work around the house or uh construction masks i guess i don't know what you'd call them but oh well those just dust masks those ones work pretty good too. The yeah, ones yeah. that don't work the best are just cloth ones yeah. or the fact that people are wearing exercising masks or altitude masks. Those don't filter anything out. Oh yeah. 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 Well, cloth really isn't technically good. No, either. no, it's, it's really not. So, but yeah, ones with filters are pretty good, but yeah, it is. Uh, I think I talked about it on one of the podcasts beforehand that yeah. one of the funny things is like, when I was looking these things up online and these things are expensive, like 20 bucks. Yeah. And I remember back in March looking at these or April and it would say shipping in May. And then you're just yeah. thinking, well, what's the point of that? It's May. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be wearing these for a long time. Yeah. Have you, uh, have you heard when you're going to go back to work? No, they said it was something to do with the, uh, when the governor basically tells people to do it. And so they, uh, we were told to, I guess, come in if we're comfortable. Um, but, that they wouldn't make anyone until the governor says so. Which... I know for us in Iowa, it's May 15th. It's next week. Oh, did they just so... announce that? Oh, no. they. Oh, sorry, I dropped something. Uh, they announced it uh, like two or three weeks ago that they were going to reopen Iowa uh, by oh. May 15th. I wasn't like, sure uh, official I'm... that was. Yeah, and uh, I, I hate talking about this stuff because it dates oh. our podcast, but it's uh, it's one of those where shopping malls are already back open. Yeah, yeah, but uh, which is funny because they're they're only open at fifty percent capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my cousin said on Facebook, like all the malls are like fifty percent capacity. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, the only thing I really want to go to is I want to go to Barnes and Noble. And I want to go to uh, Hobby Lobby. And I drove yeah. by Hobby Lobby yesterday, just on my way home. I wasn't planning on stopping there, but I drove by and I'm like, I wonder if that's open. Yeah. The parking lot was full. And I was like, So oh, they're open. Interesting. They're open. They're Which open. Which I guess, I it, what, post- was it this week that they were allowed to open? A couple days ago. I think it was yeah. Thursday or something okay. like that. Thursday yeah. or for yesterday, Friday. And um, I don't know. I might check out, see if I can. But then again, I also th- see it as a problem, so I don't want to contribute to the problem. Yeah. But, eh, you know, we're we're going to see how things go. But, yeah, everything's <laughs> reopening back up, whether we want to or not. Eh, yeah. Uh. I know stores are going to stay limited, though, like grocery stores. They're still going to keep their closing hours. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. So, um, yeah. I was trying so to you, worked on a, you worked on a gate? Yeah, my gate was, like, broken. And um, we've been wanting to move it to the, like, our, sorry, move our garbage cans inside of our gate. So it's um, mostly just so that when we do yard work, uh, particularly cleaning up after the dogs, we don't have to, like, take the waste through the house to get to the garbage cans because the gate is just so crummy, like, opening. Well, and you can't open the gate from inside the gate. The lock is on the mm-hmm. outside. So whoever designed that, previous owners, was intelligent. Um, so this is our podcast. 
podcast, folks. We're talking about repairing gates. <laughs> this is this is this is the highlight of our, our catching up this week and stuff. We're ta- yeah. we're talking about uh, these things, and well, ba- I hope you're enjoying them. Basically, the gate was from the '90s, I'm guessing, because all the screws were just like rust, and so I just replaced all the screws and tightened it all up, and it works better now. Um, yeah, I'd probably say that's about right. Your neighborhood's probably just about uh, that young, late Only 90s, probably twenty years old. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I did that. Uh, yeah, dug out some, some shrubs. I don't even know what I did this week. I don't feel like it was a very eventful (laughs) week for me. It's been pretty boring. I know, uh, I'm trying to think what I did this week. Uh, I worked normal. Mm. Uh, I didn't watch anything really. I've been... I've been I actually I have been watching a couple things. What's up? Uh, one of my friends, she's been binging anime a lot, mm-hmm. and I actually have been watching uh, one of the Japanese Transformer cartoons from like thirty years ago. Oh yeah, and yep, it's all in subtitles. I've been watching that, and I've seen them all before, but I kind of just had an urge to do it. Mm-hmm. I put Breaking Bad on my list to marathon, so I might actually start doing that tonight, because I hadn't seen yeah. it for a few years. I have never and seen a single episode of Breaking Bad. It's really good. If not, it just got very overhyped, which turned some people off, but I do think yeah. it's a really good show, and uh, I highly recommend it. I mean, anybody mostly recommends it, so yeah. I'll probably do that. I did get a package this week, Oh, which is pretty cool. Yep, I ordered something about oh, three and a half months ago, and okay. I f- uh, it finally came out, so I got it. It's a uh, shocking Transformer related, oh. and uh, it was uh, it's an exclu- an online exclusive. Well, that's and good. Given <laughs> it's not expensive, oh. it was uh, they made like the character from Transformer Soundwave. He turns into a tape deck. Yeah. he's got little set minions. Well, they remade him last year as pre-Earth, where he's a spaceship, mm-hmm. but he still had the chest compartment for cassettes. Interesting. And so they made him, and then on retail, they made a couple packs of his cassettes. And so what they did was they made an online four-pack set with cassettes. Hmm. to kind of almost finish out his whole team and i ordered that when it was announced around toy fair in february Mm -hmm. and it came in stock last friday and shipped to me so i got that this week and it's pretty cool (laughs) that's good do you do you, you don't do like unboxings or anything do you oh no i once tried to do reviews and i failed miserably i put out two one of them did really well and the other one i was told i was too mean (laughs) <laughs> you need to do what isn't there a guy who does it in the voice of optimus yes john bailey who has voiced optimus prime before oh okay uh, in some media this was before like he's uh, he's um he's epic movie voice guy he's the honest trailers guy oh he is and, yes that's he, john so bailey he, he's officially voiced uh optimus yes that's yes. hilarious so John Bailey is a well-known voice actor, yeah. and he does a lot of YouTube voices and things, and he's the guy who does honest movie trailers. I don't know if he still does honest game trailers, because it sounds different, hmm. and there's been like four of them. There's also been some for like four of them for honest trailers, but he's been that voice, and he has a very, very good Optimus Prime voice, and he used to do toy reviews in an Optimus Prime costume, That's doing the voice, Yeah, and... Yeah, I think it was 
three years ago, he actually voiced Optimus Prime in a cartoon that was uh, a web cartoon that uh, was released. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, and he's a pretty funny dude. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he did reviews, and they were comedic, like, parody reviews. Yeah, I remember and, you showed me one once, and it was pretty funny. Yeah, I tried to do the toy review thing, and I can't do it. Yeah, it's, well, it's, you can't, it's too difficult. And you can't monetize it anymore, so... Thing you know what I don't know what's going on with there with that because you're not supposed to have ads yeah. on children's uh, videos yeah. and you're not supposed to have comments yeah. and I've seen a lot of comments on videos anymore so I'm wondering how long Kappa really lasts because what happened last year was YouTube was busted for running analytics on children based media and so, that is illegal so basically yeah. Uh, uh, YouTube things aimed at children that were monetized had analytics being taken because of the because of the advertisements. Like that's how they yes. serve ads, but that's illegal because you can't get you can't um, take analytics or data. Uh, you can't track children essentially. But yeah, no, you can't track kids stuff. And even though if it's a grown men reviewing toys, which it is, uh, you can't do that. And so they. YouTube was fined $100 million or something like that. It was the equivalent of what YouTube makes in two days. and yeah, just they, a joke, really. Yep, and so they had to cut ads, minimize ads. I think they just minimized them, but they cut comment uh, comments and stuff. They, they very much put bare minimum, and a lot of these guys who review toys, that was their job. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, you have complete control over it, Mm-hmm. But and if you if you're breaking these guidelines, you can be fined. I think thirty five thousand dollars a video. Oh dang! Yes, and so a lot of these guys they had two different uh, opinions on it. It sucks, but I'm going to do it, or I'm just going to make my videos as adult orientated as possible. Essentially, yeah. cursing the whole time. Uh. And the thing is, that doesn't matter. It's still reviewing a toy. That's but so a lot of them are, have kind of ignored it and yeah. nobody's done anything about it. So I'm kind of wondering if they kind of like fought and won or if they're just ignoring it. Chances are it's the latter. Yeah. Well, I mean, and there, I mean, there's laws like that for a lot of things because uh, being a web developer and especially I used to do email a lot more. There's the Can Spam Act, uh, which is an acronym and I don't know what it stands for, but it's basically it means you can't nobody can email you, especially a marketing email without your consent essentially but like in the united states i don't know of any cases that where anyone's ever been sued for that right um but and that's in the united states in canada boy howdy they they've made a lot of money off some fines uh wow. for marketing. They, and they're very strict up there like um because like here in america if you buy something from a company and you give them your email address during the transaction mm-hmm. that is consent i believe don't like I'm not a lawyer and I don't know the law, uh, but I believe that's kind of considered consent to send you marketing emails, uh, which is why yeah. you usually get marketing emails after you buy something from an online store. In Canada, you're only allowed to do that, I believe, for three months. I'm not 100% sure, but it's a limited amount of time. Um, and so every time they buy something from you, like you can extend your marketing emails to that person for a, a certain period of time unless they specifically tell you, yes, I want to receive more emails. Um, okay, which is interesting, and they've really like hammered down on companies that break that law. 
Uh, and then a couple years ago, Europe, uh, like all of Europe, uh, I forget what the law was called, but they kind of issued a very similar thing. And the whole email marketing community was like in an uproar. And it, like really all it comes down to is like just don't be like a jerk emailing people who don't want your email. Um, and like most companies aren't doing that and they were fine, but it's just, it was funny to me, I guess, just how freaking out people were. The internet has really muddled up a lot of legal things. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's very interesting. They've really muddled up a lot of stuff. And, uh, I mean, uh, one of the big ones I remember when, uh, we started doing comics and things like that for mm -hmm. stuff. I remember Tom, I asked him do you need to file for trademarks and yeah. copyrights? And Tom said, technically, if it's published online, you don't have to. Uh, yeah, I don't know how true that is. Is that true? He told me that like 15 years ago when we were kids, so I don't yeah. know. But I always thought like I always he, I remember asking him once, Are you, have you filed for any copyrights for any of your stuff? And he said, no, because since it's posted online, that creates a copyright. And we were 19 yeah i think so. what i've looked into on this and uh i can post like a link in the show notes i can't think of the guy's name it's like gamal hennessy he's specifically mm -hmm. a lawyer for comic book things so he might be worth looking into if you happen to be listening and you're a comic book creator um but from what i understand i think from listening to him maybe from somebody else uh like you can register your trademark actually this was recommended by a different person but like you, you should only like spend the money to register your trademark if you have the money to follow up with lawsuits. Oh, <laughs> so like it's not worth it because like if you have the trademark and people are infringing on it, like they can keep doing it until you have the money to actually take them to court. Like, I gotcha. Uh, and so a lot of the recommendations from non-lawyers, I guess, now that I say that, uh, like it's just like don't bother unless like you're Marvel essentially. Um, but that's not to say you shouldn't have contracts like between you and the people you're working with. And that's a, a whole separate issue really. But, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like as far as trademarking your comic, I guess, like it's good to have proof that you're the first person who's ever done it. Cause then like, if you do yeah. have to go to court, you at least have that proof. But, yeah. and so yeah, publishing it online, that's one form of proof. Um, I've heard of just draw that little C on every page and that creates a copyright. Which people do. Uh, I know that's I not know. a legally binding thing. Um, <laughs> so, another thing I've heard is postmarking it. So like print it out and then mail it to yourself and then never open that. That being said, uh, I, I believe hey. I asked um, a professor in college uh, when I was in theater about because I wrote like a, a play and I wanted to make sure because I was naive and thought it was awesome. Uh, I was just like, hey, what should I do with that? And he's just like, oh, just mail it to yourself. Like, but and then he told me like that being said, like I've never known this to be taken to court. So I don't know if that's like official. <laughs> but if you need to feel better, if you need to feel better about it, just mail it to yourself. <laughs> Wow. So a teacher told you that. Oh, it was a DMAC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We went to community college and uh I went for yeah. one year. <laughs> Dexter eventually went to university. Uh, so. well I went for one year uh to the to DMAC to community college here. Uh and I think I did all the all of the accounting classes that I knew that they had because I thought I wanted to do accounting. Um and was that what you went to? That was, my first, that was my first degree, accounting, yeah. And I took all the accounting classes and realized I did not want to do accounting. Um, <laughs> well, and the reason why is because DMAC in particular, I think they had a good program with 
uh, University of Northern Iowa, so you could transfer accounting credits really easy. Um, but yeah, I was accounting just made me angry. Uh, and so I, I was doing accounting and I was doing a lot of the acting classes and I had actually, I had also taken all of the acting classes at DMAC cause there's only two, um, or at least I remember classes. I went to a play. Did I go to a, did you do any plays? Yeah. Yeah. I did, um, one play at DMAC. Uh, that was the only play I ever did in college cause, it, uh, I transferred to Iowa and then, and I, uh, changed my major to theater and I got into a one class in the theater department, which was props. Uh, so I built you know, stuff for theater, like stage stuff. Uh, and I really enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. And I realized, and I was, I like could not make any friends in the theater department. Like, I don't know what the problem was, but like, just, I just, were they assholes? Uh, yeah. I mean, to a degree, what I feel like the problem was is like, everyone just kind of, I I was a sophomore. Everyone just kind of already had their friends and their cliques. Uh, And I just like, I couldn't get in on any of it. Um, and so I was just like, hey, this was fun building things. And so then that's when I just transferred over to art. Uh, and I was just like, uh, but I want to make money. So graphic design is what made sense. Um, <laughs> yep. And then after I graduated, I couldn't make money doing graphic design. So then that's how I got into web. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, a, that's the thing. Uh, Dexter and I growing up, uh, we event- Dexter moved, so we didn't get to spend yeah, moved, our, moved high, our school. high school together. Mm-hmm. But Dexter and I, coincidentally, did. Uh, did art, did theater mm-hmm. and speech uh, at our schools, and yeah. that's how we managed to also keep in touch because our we would see each other at competitions, yep. and Dexter would come and see me in plays, and I would come and see him in plays. Yeah, yeah. and it wasn't like we ever talked about it much. <laughs> we both just joined theater about the same time, not realizing we both joined theater. And yeah, that's interesting. We I also. Yeah, I, I remember that. I remember when I, uh, I, I was always kind of bummed that I didn't get to see The Hobbit play at your school. I don't believe we did The Hobbit. I don't remember that. You did. It was about a year before. I think it was when we were still in middle school, but I remember I was always told about it, and it was really good. What? But I don't remember that. Yeah, well, it was before. It was when you were still going to our, uh, we were still going to school together. Oh. And I remember our first, your first play that I drove up to. Uh, I remember I sat with someone that we both mutually knew. He knew you, and then he knew through me. So I sat with him, okay. and he was telling me all about the Hobbit play. Oh, okay. That that happened the year beforehand, and I heard yeah, that was yeah, always yeah. good. But okay. yeah, that was a fun thing. Is uh, we both did theater all through high school and speech, yeah. and I never, I never had any kind of aspirations to go into theater outside of high school. Mm-hmm. I did it because I like. I, we both like media, that kind of media and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was fun. But it wasn't something I ever aspired to in college. I don't remember why. I just, I think it was just I was kind of done with it. But it yeah. wasn't like I was deciding to be done with it. It's just, hey, I did this in school and whatever. Yeah. And I remember I did go to a couple college plays at DMAC because one of my friends, Jake, was he went to school for theater. And yeah, yeah, I was in class with him. I, yeah, uh, and yeah, yeah. I went to the I went to the college plays, and who boy, those are something else because those <laughs> they were <are> weird, <laughs> bare minimum sets, yeah. and pretty much every scene that had a set change, it was the same set, so it was yeah. really odd. Well, but yeah. it was also a lot of like, it was also it was also part of the class where it wasn't just well known uh, scripts and stuff yeah. from plays. It was also like like student scripts. Yeah, and 
well, seriously tell those were written by students. So at, at DMAC, they only did two types of plays. They did plays written by Bill, the professor, and plays written by students. And so I think each mm-hmm. semester they did they would make they would do one Bill play and one student play. And I was in one of the student plays, and I don't remember it like at all. Um, I remember, the premise was that like I think did I cheat on. I don't know. There's like somebody cheated on somebody. I don't remember. It was in like my character's apartment and I had this big monologue. It wasn't great. I went to that play. Yeah. It was called congrats. Yes. I don't know why I thought I only went to see Jake there, but I guess I did go to see you there. This is 15 years ago, but yeah. yeah, Okay. I thought Jake (laughs) was only in that play because Kyle was in that play. No, they, they were in a different, they were in Bill's play and I don't remember what that one, that one was weird. Oh, okay. I did go to all the plays then. I yeah. guess. Okay, I'm thinking of both as one. But yeah, okay. I did go see Congrats. Yeah. I do remember that one. And then yeah, I saw the spring play. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. And I okay. was not in the spring play. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Uh, so we were at DMAC at the same time because we never like met up. We, did. we ran into each other only a couple times. Yeah, I was gonna say like I hardly remember you being there, which is fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember I went to the because uh, you were in the art building because you were doing graphic design already. Uh, no, I wasn't. Oh, you were. I was just. I was I was going to school to be a school teacher. Oh yeah, but you hung out. I, I with Tom. I don't know. We we hired into each other a couple times in the morning because I didn't go in the fall. I took a semester off and right. started in the spring. Okay. And so we only got to run into each other a couple times, and then that okay. was your only semester. Yeah. That we didn't see each other very much, but we still were in touch, like through right. messenger and things. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then you told me you were actually going to move to Iowa City to yep. be with your wife. Well, girlfriend at the time. Well, you wanted to be closer to Kelsey, but you guys weren't married yet, but... No, we got married that following summer, though, I think. Didn't we? What year did you guys... 2006. This was 2005, so I think you guys may have already been engaged, or you were were driving up there to to live there and propose to her. I proposed... It must have been that that Christmas. Yeah, yeah, it would have been that Christmas at DMAC. Because uh, I wasn't at Iowa yet, uh, and I remembered I went up and I was talking to her roommate about it, like, before it happened. Um, and then, because so her, I think her roommate knew, because I proposed over winter break. Okay. Yeah, now I remember. Yeah, you were already engaged, and you were planning on heading to North Iowa, or uh, not uh, North Iowa, Iowa. Yeah, University and- of Iowa, yep. We saw each other only a couple times, but our schedules were conflicted. Yeah, they were pretty and bad. And I remember I worked a lot, so like you I was, worked a ton. Yeah, I was, which is funny because like I took out loans to cover everything, so like I did not need to be working. I don't know why I was. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that, and I remember, yeah, because uh, I was going to school at the time to be a history teacher. Oh yeah, and I, I think it I was. I went to school for a full year. Uh, mm-hmm. until I, I'd already met all my friends in the graphic design program because, as we said, my friend Kyle was in plays too, and he's my childhood friend. I've known him since I was four years old, and I, didn't know I saw him Kyle. in a play. How did, did you like... What? How did you know Kyle? Kindergarten. Did you not... Was he in Perry, or did you not start in Perry? No, he went to Perry. Huh. I didn't we know We went kindergarten together. He moved, uh, he moved away... Uh, like second or third grade, hmm. third grade, I think it was. They, t- uh, he went to a different school. I think he went to, he went somewhere. I don't recall, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, I knew Kyle and I saw him in a play and I didn't even recognize him cause it'd been about a decade since the last time I ran into him. Oh wow! And, uh, I didn't even know it until someone told me, Hey, that guy's from Perry too. It's my, our friend Jake. And, yeah. uh, I've put it together. I ran into him randomly and I met all my friends in the graphic design program that I'm still friends with like Tom. Yeah. And, 
I they they sh- I saw a lot of what they were doing. I was already drawing my own books, yeah. and so they could, they told me I should try and get into the design program. So I dropped my major, huh. which was just an AA because yeah. I was I can't get a teaching degree at DMAC. I was yeah, going to have yeah. to transfer to another school, mm-hmm. and I decided well. If I can't do the homework, I can't tell kids to. <laughs> so I switched to something that I was more familiar with. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I, went, I wanted to be a history teacher because I always excelled in the history classes in school. Well, it's because those were like the fun classes because like cool they're stuff the, was happening. They're the best class. <laughs> they're the best class. I love learning about history. I still learn about history today. I'm always researching history, yeah. except it's all on Wikipedia. In all honesty, and, too, like I feel like Perry, like of all the things, like, the they did a like that Perry Elementary for some reason did a really good job with history because uh I retained so much of the the information we learned especially in what was it sixth grade fifth or sixth grade Mrs. Hightop oh, what is her name I can't think of her name now but like when, when we learned like about all the conquistadors and stuff oh right like I don't See, know why I remember like all of that History was always great. Science, not so much. Yeah. I still remember in fifth grade, our science teacher told us that, and it was in our textbook, and it was in our textbooks, that the human digestive system starts when you swallow food and takes six hours to get to your stomach. Wait, what? And I remember being like 11, 12 years old and calling bullshit on that so much. And we had there were photos in the book that showed the first hour, it's in your throat. By the third hour, it's kind of where you're located where your heart is. And then six hours in, it finally reaches your stomach. That's a and I remember I have such fond memories of that because it's it was the most bullshit thing I'd ever seen. That's funny. I don't and, remember that at all. Huh. Oh, God. That was I remember trash. being I remember being confused in science class that year. Well, science I, was we, we watched a lot of Bill Nye that year, didn't we? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so much Bill Nye. <laughs> it was... Um, yeah, it's it's kind of funny to look back at what we were taught in school mm-hmm. and then know what we know now and realize that none of it was accurate. And this is only about 20 years. Well, I mean, Pluto's, you know, not a planet now and everyone's angry about it. Pluto's not a planet. It was just like it was kind of just weird that so much stuff was inaccurate that we learned. That said, boy, math. No, thanks. Math's <laughs> terrible. I hated math, and now I learn that you don't really need almost any of it. Basic arithmetic is all you really need. And one of my buddies was telling me the other day that he really wishes that they would. T- I mean, maybe they do it now. I mean, we've been out of school for fifteen years. Well, they teach uh, Common Core math now. It's completely different. I would hope they teach checks and balances and like loans and uh, like stuff check. like that. We learned how to do checks, or I guess not we checks didn't. and balances. I, well, we learned how to write a check. Um, but no, yeah, I know what you're saying now, I guess. Uh, yeah, no, we didn't really learn that in school. Which, it's funny, too, because, like, I mean, now that I'm an adult, like, I've really gotten into, or my wife especially has really gotten into budgeting, and then I guess, like, I I understand it. And I went to, I, I was, an, I guess, an accounting major. But uh, we were watching some commercial, uh, I guess Capital One has something now where, like, they monitor your spending, and they'll alert you, like, when things get weird. And oh, so it's like, like if you go and buy a television, they're going to be like, what'd you do? What, what, what's with this purchase? No, it's like, uh, hey, your electric bill was a little higher this month. Or like they'll remind you when – like I think like, hey, you started this subscription a year ago. It's probably going to be up this you know next month. Are you sure you want to keep it? Stuff like that. Boy, that's micromanaging. Yeah, yeah. But like I was just like – I was watching the commercial and I was just like – so basically Capital One is training us not to manage our own budget, which is like – 
yes horrible yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you know that's kind of how things go nowadays where everyone's yeah. kind of getting their hand to be held for everything Right. Well, I mean, and that's how business, that's how Capital One's making money, I guess. Uh, yeah. But whatever. Um, I didn't mean to make that tangent. <laughs> oh, that's okay. We started from somewhere and went to a completely different thing, which is real cool. <laughs> We're just kind of like I, I floating did. in tangents right now. Hey, that's what the, yeah, like I said, segue the podcast. Uh, and we've been talking um, for 45, almost an hour. Yeah, oh. we have. We've almost hit it. Uh, <laughs> there was one thing that happened this week. Yeah. Something in uh, media news. Oh, good, good, good. Uh, Boba Fett's alive. Oh yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that. Is there any other news? I haven't looked into this other. Than no, that just that Tamru Morrison has been cast, and I don't okay. know if it's confirmed or it's been assumed, but Boba Fett's returning. And there was discussion about that scene in the Mandalorian where uh, a, sh- a figure off camera enters and uh, has the same foot sound effects that Boba Fett does. And while that okay. sounds reaching, he's the only person to have those sound effect uh, yeah. steps. So. And Okay, what? And? And, uh, like, they've cast Tamaru Morrison, who played Jango Fett. Yeah, which makes uh, sense. From Attack of the Clones, and played the clones in the later movies, who is, and Boba Fett was revealed a, in those movies a as a clone yeah. of his of his dad. So He's a clone. He's yeah, aging properly, uh, but yeah. Uh, Boba Fett, who's been alive and well in the comics for, like, 25 years yeah. until they said no to it, and it's always been established that in the movies, he's dead. Yeah. They are. They're bringing him back in a show that took place five years after his supposed death. Which, it, uh, I remember reading, it was Tales of the Bounty Hunter. It was a bunch of short stories about each of the bounty hunters uh, that were hunting Luke. Or Were they hunting? I always get confused. They were hunting Luke, right? For Darth Vader? Either that or Han. Well, oh, I thought they were no, hunting they probably Luke. were hunting Luke. But, like, Boba just kind of, like, got Han as a side thing because he was there. Uh, and then took him to Jabba. So anyway, but it's about all those. So it's when Darth Vader is like instructing them all of what to do. And uh, clearly I wasn't paying attention, uh, except for then he goes over to Boba and says, no disintegrations this time. Oh, so, an empire. Yeah. I remember that happened in empire strikes back yeah, where so, he points out and says, no disintegrations. And he's like, as you wish. Yeah. Cause yeah, so, they're looking for the millennium Falcon. Yes. Yes. And so in that scene, each of those bounty hunters, there's a story in a novel, well, a bunch of short stories called, uh, tales oh, of the bounty right. hunter. I and read that too. Now I remember. In that, uh, the best story was probably Dengar. I don't know why, but I always liked that one. But Boba Fett. <laughs> I, oh, I, I actually, so, yeah, this is the tie-in. So at the end of the Dengar one, Dengar, uh, he falls in love and he goes to the Sarlacc pit and he finds Boba like crawling out of the Sarlacc and he just picks him up right. and says like, "Hey, I'm going to take you to a hospital, but will you also be my best man?" And right. so, and so according to that, that's like, he just crawls out of the Sarlacc, which, okay. So then here's my, uh, one, one question, I guess was like, is, so is Boba Fett in here as prequel or as like, uh, flashbacks or current time, which I guess, according to what you just said, it's probably current time. So I he, think it's gotta be current time. Okay. That's good. Because I like, like uh, Tamaru Morrison is in his fifties, I believe. Oh, okay. And so. Boba Fett's only supposed to be in his like late thirties, early forties. Okay. And so a lot of people were hoping if he came back, they'd get the kid who played Boba Fett. Cause he's like oh, our age now. Yeah. 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 And Which but I guess, age. It, yeah, but I guess this works out too. I mean, the Where? one thing I thought about with this was I read one article that refuses to believe it <laughs> and thinks that Tamara Morrison is going to be in it, but he's going to play either Rex 
the clone captain from Clone Wars or clones. Okay. And I kind of thought, I disagree oh, with you, but I would really like to see Tamaru Morrison play Rex from Clone Wars because he's yeah. still alive and he joined the Rebellion. Oh, cool. He's in Rebels. He's a main character in the show Rebels. I that to Disney watch that made. show. <laughs> it's worth it. Rex, yeah. fi- Rex eventually shows up. They go and find him Very and a bunch cool. of other clones that were discharged. Yeah. And he... T- he joins the uh, he joins the rebellion. See, that would be interesting the, too, because then like they could have another show about the clone. Like that would be a really cool show about like what the clones are doing. Yes, and <laughs> speaking of which, uh, the Clone Wars TV show ended this week. Yeah, you said that. I, I, okay, I want to go back to Boba Fett though. Yes. <coughs> so I've been reading. I've been uh, catching a couple of tw- like the only things I guess about Boba Fett that I've found on Twitter are people who are like upset about this. Mm-hmm. And for I just I don't get that. But so the problem that se- that they seem to be making or the argument is that Boba Fett sucks, quote unquote, because of the way he died. Like he dies in such a lame way. Like and that they say that the only like the coolest thing about Boba Fett was the way he looked and that otherwise he really wasn't that good of a bounty hunter. However, like, OK, so he died in a lame way. You barely really get to see him in the movies, honestly. Like, there's no real story to him. In the like, if all you're watching is the movies, um, I think he's got three minutes of footage in yeah. Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back combined. And so the fact that he would be able to survive the Sarlacc pit, like, that's not enough to make him badass enough for him to come back. Like, what do these people need? Like, sorry, I just I don't get the Boba Fett haters. No, I don't either. And unfortunately, <laughs> Lee is not here, and Lee doesn't like Boba Fett. He thinks he's overhyped. And well, we only had three minutes of footage. Ugh, anyway. Yeah, I think the problem is that <laughs> the people, like, apparently, people have overhyped him. Yeah, I I disagree to the extent because I do love Boba Fett. I have like most of his figures. Yeah. Um, for me, Boba Fett was a fig- a toy that I had when I was a little kid. Yeah, I mean, and I liked him, and he was. He was in his character description back then, regarded as the best bounty hunter. Right. And I mean, the thing is, I always looked at was, did he go out in a lame way, or was it just a way? Because I mean, Jabba the Hutt gets strangled to death. Yeah. Like the Emperor gets chucked down a pit. Well, and it's, there's complete chaos in that scene. Like, oh, exactly. He's fighting a Jedi for God's sake. So yeah. he's never fought a Jedi that we know of. <clears throat> yeah. I think. I think people. I don't know if people, I don't know why anyone would be mad about this. I think it's really cool. Right. And I, I really let, hope he's a really good counter to Jindarin, the, the Mandalorian. Yeah. Because Boba Fett was kind of a merciless bounty hunter where we know that uh, the main character, Jindarin, is an extremely honorable character. Yeah. Well, like he doesn't kill unless he has to. And I wonder too, I guess what the, the, um, the balance or I don't know, just the way that they might interact because I can see the Mandalorian, like a true Mandalorian hating Django for serving the empire. And then also then any clone or specifically Boba Fett, being like raised as a child by Django, like basically like I, in my mind, if I was a Mandalorian, I would, I would see Boba Fett as an enemy. Uh, that's funny you say that because that is discussed in the Clone Wars cartoon. Okay. So I need yes, to watch the Clone is. Wars. Got it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they do a lot of stuff on the Mandalorian homeworld Mandalore. Okay. And Obi-Wan goes there and discusses his interaction with Jango Fett. 
And the Mandalorian government very much saw Jango Fett as a renegade and okay. not a true Mandalorian. Right. Okay. That makes sense. And so, yeah, because Mandalorians are peaceful during the Clone Wars, but there's two different kinds. Yeah. There's the pacifist kind that are the most population, and then there are the ones that wear the armor. They're mercenaries. They're they believe in the war. They're Klingons. Yeah. Like. And so I'm interested to see what kind of interaction Boba Fett and Jango Fett have, or not mm-hmm. Boba Fett and the Mandalorian have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mainly because, I mean, the show's pretty much mainly completely shot. So a lot of the reports are saying that it's a very small um, involvement. Hmm. I think what they're doing is they're building up to Boba Fett and yeah. the Mandalorian because we got a small little tease of him. He is in season one. Yeah. And. Now we're getting a confirmation that he's in season two, but it's a limited role. Yeah. So I think they're, I think, cause I think Mandalorian season three has already been greenlit. And well, yeah, cause so, one is, I, I, which I need to finish one and we got, one's Disney, really good. We got Disney plus back so I can finish it finally and watch some more Disney princess movies. Oh, there you go. <clears throat> yeah. They're, uh, <laughs> I, I think they are building up to this big thing. There's a lot of characters that are apparently going to be in season two. Uh, that comes back, I think, in November. Are so, you, Sorry, did you say they're done filming, though? Because I didn't think they were. They were. I think they finished filming like a couple months ago, so okay. I think they're mostly doing pickup shoots and so stuff should, like that. So it'll probably air on time, then? I'm hoping so. Okay. But the biggest problem would just be people staying home working on special effects, which you can only do so much of. Yeah. So far, it's not been delayed. That's all I know. Did we talk on here about uh, The Last of Us being delayed and like somebody reviewed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. We talked okay. about it last week. I couldn't remember where I talked about that. <laughs> I 100% now understand because I listen to a lot of podcasts and yeah. I always get not annoyed, but I always kind of like question why people repeat themselves after so many episodes. <laughs> I totally understand now after five or six episodes of doing this because I really have to think of what haven't we discussed about? <laughs> yeah. Well, part of it is like, I should know, like I don't, I'm not talking about these things to my wife. She doesn't care. So I should have known it was here. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, unfortunately folks, you know, we did a two hour long podcast about Star Wars. We'll we talk keep talking about, about Star Wars. <laughs> it's Star Wars. I mean, there is some fun stuff to discuss with yeah. it. Well, I mean, uh, we, we, t- we covered the, the bulk of the Star Wars, like movies. We didn't really talk a whole lot about, well, this is like new about- news. Like this is, this is news from t- this week. So yeah. And we, I mean, there are stuff we didn't discuss. We didn't talk about like merchandise <clears throat> stuff, which is, I don't know. Someday we may actually end up having to discuss certain things or and the we, comics. Cause we didn't discuss comics. And we didn't talk the video games, which I'm, which I, I've not played a lot of the video games. I've only played Knights of the Old Republic really. Uh, but I've played both of them, and I loved those games. I played um, the Lego games, and I did play Knights of the Old Republic, but I never got too divul- uh, d- uh, divulged into them because them. I rented them. Oh, you can buy them. Uh, I think Knights of the Old Republic 1 is on iOS, so you can get it for like your iPad or your phone for like 6 bucks. That's it? Yeah, it's like dirt cheap. I almost bought it because I was showing Beckett because uh, he was asking me about something, and so I just I wanted to show him like a clip of the game. So I just was like, and I knew it, I knew they had it on uh, in the app store, so I, and so I knew mm-hmm. they'd have a trailer, and so I just wanted to show him the trailer just to show him like what a Jedi was because he's never seen the movies or anything. Uh, That's like a 16, 17 year old <clears throat> game, so I gotta believe that while very it may bad not look impressive, it's gotta run pretty all right. Yeah, 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 for the phone. Yeah. Yeah, probably. The graphics are horrible. I do not remember the graphics being that bad. They are bad. Right. <laughs> I've uh 
I've been meaning to fire up uh, an old game that I've been wanting to play lately. I've been wanting to play Left 4 Dead. Left 4 Dead. I've never played that. Oh, that's that it's one. so good. Is that that one where I watched you play like... No. Five? No? Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Go ahead. Sorry. My cat just tried oh. to close doors. <laughs> and I forgot I, was, I, I wasn't I was muted. <laughs> is that kind of like uh, Left 4 Dead? I guess what, what kind of game is that? Are you just like running amok in the city and there's just zombies everywhere? <laughs> Yeah, it's a first-person shooter, and you're just getting from one point to another, and okay. there's it's just straight up running zombies just charging at you, and you have to survive. It's it's okay. a lot of fun. It's it's made by Valve and Steam. It's by Valve. Oh, and it's one of the games that's regarded as one of the best games of all time. Why can't they just and, make the next uh, Half Life game? You know, why are they even making other uh, games? They did. Oh, they did. That's funny. <laughs> I was just they did. Uh, I was just making a joke. Yes. I really care. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know too much about Half-Life. We grew up with someone who did, but yeah. uh, uh, no. After how long? Like like 13, 14 years? Oh, and they, they kept saying, like, yeah, there's going to be a sequel. Yeah, there's going to be a sequel. There's never going to be a sequel. <laughs> and then they did. Released okay. a Half-Life game in March. Oh, wow. That was a good time. Half-Life Alex, which takes place, I think, before or between Half-Life at 2, Episode 2 and 3, and it's a straight VR game. And it's been, it's so far, it's listed as the best game to come out in the past, like, two or three years. Oh, wow. But it's 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 VR. Probably VR. Interesting. That would make that game a lot more fun, probably. Yeah, it's kind of weird, because Valve hadn't made a game, I think, in about six years or something like that. Longer yeah. than that, but... Well, it's because they've been the focusing last... on Steam, right? Yeah, and the dumpster fire that is Steam, where they put games up that don't even work, and they don't take them off when they're broken. And so you bought a game, and you can't probably do anything with it. Well, isn't, I mean, that's the whole point of Steam, though, is, like, these games are indie games, essentially. So there's, like, no that, it didn't used to. It didn't used to be that way, but no. now they've allowed anybody to upload their crap on it. And no. so, yeah, it's pretty bad. Hmm. I watch a I watch a, a YouTube channel that plays a lot of Steam games, and yep, it's pretty trash. <laughs> so, well, I guess we're getting close to being done. What are you going to do this week? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I really don't know. I, I, we started watching Picard um, again last night, so uh, that was episode six. So I think I have four more oh. episodes left. So uh, it was interesting because we we ended episode five and I which is uh, whatever I'm not going to spoil it but I remember that like the end of that episode felt very depressing and I was just kind of like I don't know about this show. <laughs> is that the one where he's on a he goes to a Romulan nun planet? <laughs> no. <laughs> is that I'm a having joke? a hard time remembering. Oh no 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 yeah yeah the Romulan does. nun planet yeah sorry <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, he where he picks up. Yeah, there the, were like Romulan nun assassins. He picks up that that like samurai like guy who yep. like is his protector. Yeah, no, uh, it's the one where he goes. Uh, the seven of nine was in. Um, I don't know. Oh, if they go to again. Oh, her first appearance when they go to like a weird like. Um, it's like Las Vegas, essentially. Okay, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Then okay, so, we don't have to get too dark too uh, far into. It. Yeah, yeah, it's a sad episode. Yeah, well, and the way it ends is just like. What like what did I just watch? Like the last like two minutes of that episode is just like what the like what just happened? I think uh, my what? favorite thing is that picture I posted the other day to you guys of Jerry Ryan in a subway, yeah. and she's like completely awestruck over a giant poster of her from Picard. I don't know. Where'd you send that? Isn't did show? I not send that to you guys? I don't remember it. 
I, oh shoot! Let me send it. Let me send it well to you real have. quick then. Okay, but uh, okay. anyway, uh, yeah. So we watched episode six, and that show really picked up. So like just between two episodes. So uh, I can't believe how a lot of people, some people, really hate it, and I don't understand why. I mean, I get it. It's. I mean, I don't know. The fr- I I really like the first couple of episodes, and there's a lot of aspects to the show that I really like. And maybe we need to save this for next time. I don't know. Uh, but like, there's definitely some characters that like I could just really do without like i just wish they did the character wasn't there um but yeah. like the captain of the ship the the spanish guy he oh yeah oh i love that guy he's hilarious oh that's funny yeah jerry ryan uh i'll put this picture in the show notes i guess since we're talking about it but that's hilarious um but no the captain of that ship he uh he's just he just feel he like he doesn't seem to care which i guess is, is you learn right. why okay but uh it, it, it's part of his character okay but it kind of makes him come off as like uh like a, you know he's just he's a cool guy because he doesn't care but i mean i i assume that there's something because i think it's brought up in the second or third episode that he uh picard accuses him of being former federation uh just yes. because of yes. like how clean the ship is and how the guy kind of acts like he could tell he's military uh and yeah, so his, I, his character does get developed uh you find his entire backstory is developed in the last couple episodes okay but like my favorite part of that whole movie is just is i guess maybe the ship is the character but like uh i don't know how many different holographic units he has on that on board but they all look like him and they all have different personalities so like the doctor is uh just like constantly popping up he's just like i see your heart rate is increased do you need some help go away Uh uh-huh and then uh yeah, there's like I an think, interior decorator that was helping Picard set up his room. Oh, it's just hilarious. Yeah. And I he just he like got... and he just hates the captain though of the ship just hates all of the holograms. It's just like why does he even have them? Like it's it's weird. They do talk a little bit about it and I okay. won't get too much into it, but I think he's got four or five. Yeah. And hilarious. the funny thing is he designed them all okay. and made and the thing is, they're all based off of fragments of his personality. Oh, okay. Which, oh, speaking of which, too, uh, I don't know what the job is, but, like, when they were in battle, he had the one pop in that was, like, running ops or something. Like he Yeah, was monitoring. he has a navigator. He, navig- an e- yeah. uh, he has a, a doctor, a navigator, an interior designer, <laughs> um, an engineer, okay. and maybe it's just those four. But, yeah, each one of them has a, a certain but a- aspect of the, controlling the ship. I think the, the navigator one is, like, my favorite because he only speaks in Spanish. And he's just yes. like over the top, like just excitable. <laughs> yeah, and I I was kind of hesitant when they cast him because I I, I don't dislike him, but I've seen him in some stuff. What else is he? And, in, I guess I don't even know. I've never seen him. Before. Uh, uh, he was in Heroes. Oh, okay. I've not seen Heroes. So. Oh, you haven't seen Heroes? Well, he was in the first I've seen season like the Heroes. first half, the first half of the first season. Oh, is he the artist? He, yes. Okay. Yeah. He's in that. Uh, he was in one of the Transformer movies. Uh, as a guy who hunts and kills Transformers. Uh, he's in this. I've seen him in quite a couple of things. He's a good actor. Yeah, I like, uh, like I, like, I kind of like everyone in the show to an extent. Uh, I really do like, oh, what's her name? Um, if you say Raffi, I'm going to be so mad. No, I do like Raffi. I was going to say Raffi. Oh, I can't stand I, that character. I actually really like Raffi. She, well, uh, and uh, I'm hoping that they get to a point where like, it feels every time it feels like she has some character development, she backtracks and it's just, I just get so tired of that. Yeah. She's a big conspiracy nut and I never liked that aspect of her, but I like her personality a lot. And the only problem I had with her was 
she has a very long history with Picard and they yeah. were very close. Yeah. All I keep thinking of is who from next gen is she supposed to be? And it's not, I'm not saying that she's, oh. that she is a character from next gen. I'm curious. Who's the character you wanted from next gen? Oh for her? yeah. Hmm. It'd be yeah, funny if it was supposed to be like Wesley Crusher. <laughs> I thought about that. Probably I thought not. Worf. That wouldn't make any uh, sense. Worf. I don't know why I thought Worf because hmm. uh, she was a security officer. Oh, um, maybe and distrusting of Romulans and stuff. It'd be but, interesting if they tried to like somehow bring Tasha Yar back. She's dead. She's dead as dicks. Oh, yeah, uh, they could have done. It's Star Trek. Nobody's dead. Yeah, they <laughs> they have a weird Romulan half daughter floating around. Yeah, she's dead. I don't remember. No, no, she's not. They brought her back for like an episode, and then they never finished that storyline. <laughs> oh, that's right. It kind of just concluded in an open way. Yeah, like it was a there was an ending, but it wasn't. I think it, it was like it, was it the last ended, and they didn't, but there yeah. was enough there to keep going, and they just didn't. Yeah, I remember thinking like, so they're just gonna leave that? All right. <laughs> that was so stupid too, because they built her up for like a season and a yeah. half, the silhouette. Yeah, and and then the reveal was kind of like, oh. This is based off an episode that was like an alternate timeline, and personally, I wasn't wowed by. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, there were, yeah, that was weird. It didn't make any sense. Yeah, they had Which... Shooter McGavin and the Enterprise C in that episode, <laughs> and Tasha Yar wasn't supposed to exist, yeah. and so instead of ceasing to exist, like she should have, not because I dislike her, but because she was an anomaly that wasn't supposed to exist exist instead of just accepting her fate of ceasing to exist she travels back in time with the enterprise c yeah so she there were two tasha yars that existed in the main timeline but different times and she was captured and forced to marry a romulan like governor or something yeah dumb shit dumb (laughs) shit anyway uh yeah that's interesting i do wonder that's an interesting theory though about raffi if she was supposed to be a different character altogether i I always wonder that because, I mean, they do enter, end up introducing a lot of next-gen characters. Yeah. I know Whoopi Goldberg is supposed to come back as Guinan in the next season. Well, Patrick Stewart invited her when he was, like, on The View. Yeah, and, I mean, he's one of the producers, so it's going to happen. Probably. I know uh, who hasn't been in the show yet. Gates McFadden, Dr. Crusher, hasn't been in it. Well, um, oh, Data was in it. He was in the first few seasons, uh, episodes. Yeah, Brent Spiner's in it. Uh, Worf hasn't shown up. Really? Uh, is uh, no, Worf isn't in season one. My, uh, Michael Doran, is he doing anything? I don't even know. No, I think he's directing mostly. Well, I, I know... He's a lot of directing. I know he, uh, speaking of um, Kickstarters that didn't get funded, he had a Kickstarter for a movie, and he was going to have like all of these actors in it that get like typecast. So it was a lot of Star Trek character or Star Trek actors. Oh, it's going to be meta shit. Yeah, and it was just going to be like this weird meta movie about like all these actors, but it didn't get funded. I don't think it ever got made. But yeah, I forgot he That's was probably director. best because it's been done. Yeah, well, and I know he does. Um, he's a pilot, so he does a lot of um, uh, whatever it's called uh, when they need a like for movies with a lot of airplanes oh uh, he, okay he does all the consulting work uh oh, just to that's explain cool. how how planes work essentially yeah yeah they didn't have uh they didn't have wesley in the show they didn't have yeah. crusher i don't know that they, uh, they didn't have jordy which i'm baffled by because really? lavar burton 
in his game for everything. I was going to say, like, he'll do anything, it seems like. And, like, and enjoyably so. Like, I, I would love for him oh. to be in more things. Yeah, LeVar Burton's a, is a solid, solid person. I mean, he got he managed to get Reading Rainbow to come back. Oh, yeah. Uh, wait, really? I know he has that yes. podcast where he reads short stories. Uh, I mean, think that's the about? extent of it. But I think he got a crowdfunding to actually get Reading Rainbow to come back and succeed yeah. it. Um, and his daughter uh, was uh, a member of Rooster Teeth for a year or two. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and he showed up in Rooster Teeth videos and uh, stuff for a while. I think he was on their podcast a few times. Huh. Oh, man. Michael Dorn's done a bunch of stuff. I haven't been paying attention. He was on Arrow as a character called Prometheus. I was going to say, I think he does a lot of voice acting now. Yeah, it says vo- uh, he was the voice of Prometheus in the show Arrow. I don't know what that means. He was a Transformer a couple uh, of years ago. Yeah, he was Fortress Maximus. Yes, in the online in the show that John Bailey was Optimus Prime, the trilogy. Yeah, yeah he played uh, Fort Max in Titans Return. Uh, Justice Couldn't League. Couldn't tell it was him. Um, Lego, a Lego video game. Lion, the Lion Guard, Wonder Woman. Yeah, whatever. Just a bunch of things. That's interesting. Yeah, Michael Dorn is like stuff. one of those things. Like, I wish I like he was like just doing more things. I guess where you could see him. I guess I would because I Worf was just like one of my favorite characters for so long, and I always thought he was just such a good actor. I know he gained a lot of weight when he got older, but it looks uh, like he's lost. No, a lot he's of lost it. it. He's pretty fit now. He's like one. He of the, became a. He's one of the best looking people from Star Trek. Like he has not aged at all. Yeah, he was in he was in Ted too. All right, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, Michael Dorn's a good guy. I know he really yeah. got into directing uh, a lot of D Space Nine. Oh, interesting. Oh, he was in Mass Effect. Not, oh yeah, not like a voice, not a character name that I recognize. Gatatog Uvenk. I don't know who that is, and I've played Mass Effect too. I don't anyway. Surprisingly, he was in a lot of Star Trek video games. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how like. Most of the Star Trek people have made most of their money, I'm sure. Truth. Wow, he's done a ton of stuff. I did not know. Oh, he was Craven the Hunter. Anyway, sorry. Now this uh, <laughs> po- this episode has devolved into just reading IMDb. Very much. Okay. So, well, anyway, what are you doing next week? <laughs> uh, I don't have any plans right now. Uh, waiting for figures. Waiting for more packages to show up if they ever sh- if they ever get uh, make it to the site destination because I have a couple orders that I put through uh, more figures uh, uh, months ago and they've pretty much shown up for everywhere else but the site I ordered them from so they keep Weird. saying oh another week or two another week or two but I'm not this, I'm pa- I'm I'm patient it's not through Diamond then no 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 okay. no this is uh it's through a it's a couple transformers that i ordered that were exclusive to japan so ah, okay. i'm waiting for those to happen and uh not much else probably just uh probably try and figure out a subject that we can actually talk about on the podcast <laughs> next week yeah which uh yeah i mean we've both seen enough star trek it seems like we can talk about that for a little while yeah, uh, yeah, we'll find out if anyone else can be on. But yeah, if anything, we'll have to do a Star Trek discussion. That would be a nice one we could get Tom to be on, because I know Tom's seen a bunch of Star Trek. Yeah, he, he watched all of The Next Generation, uh, which is really the only thing I've seen all of. I've seen a lot of Voyager and a lot of Deep Space Nine. Um, and then, I guess, Picard now, most or half of it. So hopefully I can get that finished up by next week, too. Um, 
I think Picard is the only show that I've actually completely watched, and there's only ten episodes. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I don't think I've seen all of Next Gen. I think I, I think I've probably seen two thirds of it. I've seen probably three quarters of Deep Space Nine. Yeah, about three, two thirds to three quarters of Voyager. Uh, half Enterprise. Oh yeah, and I think maybe I've I've watched a lot of Enterprise because I didn't mind it, and I think I've seen maybe three or four episodes of the original series. The original series is only three or four episodes, isn't it? No, it's like no, it's two like, seasons, three seasons. Yeah, it's like 60 episodes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's not a whole lot. I was surprised because I, I thought it had been on forever, but apparently it wasn't on for very long. And then that's when they got it. The only thing I know. Yeah. The only thing I know from beginning to end are the movies. Yeah. Oh, that's that's too bad. I know. I like the movies. I even like the bad ones. Uh, I have been meaning to watch the original uh, movie, like the first one, the motion, motion picture. picture. Oh, gosh. It's, Ten minutes of just panning the ship. It's horrible. It's, it, it is a trudged fest, but yes, it it's, it's an amazing study to watch because, boy, instead of making it Star Wars, they wanted to make it 2001. That's what I might do tonight. Oh, I think yeah. I actually will watch 2001 A Space Odyssey. I need to watch that movie. I read the book in college. It was all right. That was written by Stanley Kubrick as well. He co-wrote yeah. it. The book? Yeah. I didn't know that. Stanley Kubrick wrote, that. co-wrote the book. Um, I, I personally, I prefer 2010, the, mo- the movie 2010, but uh, uh, they're the, both, but I mean, does I the guess movie, I'm kind of the Does the movie not end the same way as the book? Okay. As 2001? Uh, 2001, the book, it ends where he go he, um he finds like the obelisk and then he gets teleported more or less to this like alien place. And he becomes what he call refers to himself as a star child. And That's then, identical. The movie's pretty faithful. Okay. 2010 is a sequel that was made. Stanley Kubrick didn't have any involvement in either. Just, it's okay. more action orientated, hmm. but it's a it's a very interesting movie. I just and don't see how they, there can be a sequel to that. Like it just, it's very different. It's not art filmy. Right. Well, but purposely just made that way. You can you can make any outer space movie and claim it as a sequel to 2001: A Space Odyssey by that measure, then because like a all direct that, sequel. That doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> I know it's worth watching. I'm not joking. It's worth watching. It's all, right. all about uh, it's all about shit going down in uh, like the whole thing is about the spaceship that they they used to go to Jupiter in the first movie. It gets destroyed. I think it was Saturn it? in the book. Yeah, it was the it was Titan. They're going to they Saturn's cha- moon Titan, and, and they changed it in the later books. They kind of retconned it. Interesting. Uh, the ship is breaking orbit. And gonna yeah. and gonna lose orbit soon, so yeah. it's Russia and America teaming up to head there. The problem was two thousand one is very futury, where yeah. it seems like a utopia. Yeah, two thousand ten is very is very Cold War, hmm. very Cold War. Like that's a that's a plot in the movie. Yeah, so it's very. And the thing is, the director he asked for Kubrick's blessing, <laughs> and Kubrick said, "Go ahead and make it, but make it your movie. Don't copy my movie." Very interesting. And so he did. So it is very more streamlined, more regular kind of movie. It's worth watching to see because it is a continuation of the story. That's good to know, I guess. I, I mean, I need to watch yeah. 2001 the movie anyway. I've never seen it. I've only read the book. It's good. It's just long. It's long. <clears throat> yeah, just like it's the book. Big old mind mind mess up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, we could keep on talking, so we should probably stop. We should. It was a. This was fun. Like this is a podcast. <laughs> Another hour and, and a half. <laughs> uh, 
you know, just more general discussion, which I kind of was into. Like, yeah. all week, I probably could have come up with a topic, but I was more or less just interested in just shooting the shit again. Yeah. And uh, that being said, too, like, we've gotten a lot of just or not a lot of feedback, I guess, uh, here and there, but a couple, a bunch of people have made comments that they listen. And so I would suggest to anybody who is listening that if you want us to talk about anything in particular, um, uh, and you have input, like, we'll shoot us a message and yeah. go on our Facebook page, put it for all of us to see, or yeah. shoot us on our own individual Twitters, uh, yeah, or just DM comment in our, uh, in our Instagram photos if you uh, want to see something. And I'll send you some pictures of the, uh, that, uh, that exclusive set I got. So you can post that as well. You know what? I, I made that email address for this too. I should probably. Oh, okay. So yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, while Dexter's looking this up, I'll conclude, you know, this is uh, episode six, I believe of recording live. And, if uh, you can find us on uh, our Facebook group, uh, Recording Live, you can uh, you can contact us on Facebook, uh, or on our Facebook, or you can follow me at Maddie0984 on Twitter and Dexter at DexterJ. Yeah, you can follow me uh, on Twitter, DexterJ, or Instagram, the Buzzkill Kid. Uh, anyway, I can't find the email address. I'll have it for next episode or I'll put That's it in the okay. show notes. I think or, it's yeah, I'm not gonna say what it is. Um, but yeah, or just, our, our Twitter account, RecLive Podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, our Twitter account is at RecLive Podcast. Um, and then yeah, we're on Instagram. I haven't really been posting on there though very well. Uh, we haven't really had anything to post. But yeah, and then go to if you if you didn't say facebookcom slash, uh, recording live podcast. So uh, yeah, just shoot us a message though. It seems like a lot of people are enjoying this, I, uh, which is really cool. Um, I'm glad that our conversations can uh, lighten people's day, especially in this time. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear from people and just see what you guys want us to talk about or ask any questions. If you have those sorts of things, it'd be fun. Yep. Well, this is us signing off later. Bye.